Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com to book a training session. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive or defensive lineman wanting to get off the ball quicker or you're an athlete wanting to improve your overall speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA. Visit dnasportsdenver.com and sign up now. Yeah, baby, what up? We're back again. Back one more time. Gotta yeah. rev it. Gotta rev it. One more game. Dog. We ain't even talked about we've been sitting here for a half hour just getting ready. And that's one thing that hadn't come up yet, man. And I'm super freaking excited for that. That's because we gotta save it for this. Gotta for save the people. it. Save it for the flavor. Everybody got to hear the conversation about the talk of the town. And man. that is one win away, course, dude. We're one win away from being the NBA champions for the first time ever, bro, ever, and 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 it's something that, man, growing up a Nugget fan, and you know I didn't know if I'd ever be able to say that, bro. To be honest with you, I've been to been to a lot of free games when we sucked, you know, and they used to give them tickets out because you know, you, they got to bring somebody in there, so let's give them out to the poor DPS kids. Can't tell how many games I've been to when we sucked, and then you know, as we got better, them tickets become harder to find. But it's exciting, dude. Did you ever wear your tube stock tube socks up like Nick Van Exel? Like higher the socks, the down to yeah. the fool, bro. <laughs> I thought you knew, <laughs> Nick Van Exel, dude. That's you're going back to the hard times. Yeah, the rough times. The rough times, bro. The pre mellow times. If you know, you know. Dude. You know what I mean? Telling you, Mark. Yeah, Mark Jackson. You know, he's on the call now, and mm-hmm. you know, he he sounds like a bitter ex girlfriend every time he's talking about the Nuggets, dude. Like he was here for like six months, but yo, it's gonna be a great show, man. Summertime's calling us. You know, things are happening. We got a special guest with us, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. We brought a, a special former uh, player of ours that come down and hang out with us and talk a bunch of talk a bunch of stuff. We got Michael Marquez. What up, Mike? Yo, what up? What up? Hey, man. Uh, welcome, man. You know, join the conversation where you find fit. Sure, sure. You know, hop up in here and, and, and talk about it with us there. But we're happy to have you. Uh, Michael's a former athlete of ours. Um, I coached him in football and track. Dom coached him in football. Um, great kid. He comes from, a, you know, great background and, and a great group of kids. And we've had Brandon and we've had Elias on before. And this is uh, three out of four of the captains. Um, you know, and it's just good to catch up with these guys. But yeah, man, we'll get a little bit more into to Mike and some of the crazy stuff he's doing. Uh, seeing him on Instagram, just lifting up this heavy weight and trying, and doing the stuff lifting, man, it's pretty cool. But we'll hop up into that in a second. But man, hey, summer's calling us, Dom. Yeah, it's right around the corner. Barbecue grills are up. It's like Hopefully a week away, this, two weeks away. This rain can stay away. Yeah, it's been real weird with all this rain, dude. It doesn't usually yeah. rain this much in in Colorado, dude. But I mean, my grass loves it because I've been slacking and haven't got my sprinkler going. But other than that. When you got nature water in your grass, bro, you don't need a sprinkler. Sure. <laughs> what you up to, Dan, since the last time? Well, rugby again with DJ. Um, Jada started softball. She uh, was catching for the first time in her softball career, and it was pretty dope. She's she a catcher? She was popping up, you know, Sick. playing the ball. Foul ball popped up. She popped up, caught it, got Sick. the girl out. Very first, like, out of the game was that out sick um so it was pretty dope dude um dj killed it at rugby 
They played a team that was way bigger, faster, just a better team. And they ended up tying that game at the very end because CJ popped the ball out. And then his team got it. And then they scored two plays later to, to end and seal that game to tie it up. Sick, so dude. That was dope. And then we got our little guys out there today, man. They yeah. were working out. Good little workout session. DJ's in the room sore. I had to give him some. <laughs> he put in some work this weekend. Was so you was ready. you out there like Coach Dread, or is it just that he got his he got his work in this weekend? No, nah, I wasn't really Coach Dread. Um, but it was you know we ain't gonna go out there and not work. Right. You know, right. so we went out there and we put in some work. Um, the kids worked hard. They they bought into the coaching and and they're invested already. The little bit that were there. So I appreciate you holding me down, done. bro. Because last minute shit came up with Donovan with Donovan's. Uh, graduation party this morning I had to run to my cousins and pick up tables and so i appreciate you for holding me down bro it's a great day for for the fam today yeah no totally totally you have to be there for that you got to be able to make sure that something that special goes down the right way you know what i mean he's stubborn dude he didn't really want to do anything big and so i was like well why don't we have a small get together and so we kept it modest and you know invited just a few folks over and didn't do anything too crazy i got down on the on the grill with some tacos and stuff and had a good time. It was yeah, good, man. That's what's up. Yo, so congrats on that, by the way. Yes, congrats, Dono. You little brat. You little brat. I almost called him a bastard. <laughs> you little bastard brat. <laughs> you bastard. I got so many words I want to call you that start with a B. You almost no. called him a bratwurst because you're thinking about something. You little bratwurst. Oh, food. <laughs> Shut up, fool. Nah. Um, this rain has also been raining on your parade. On my parade. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was gonna go somewhere else. <laughs> but I'll rewind for going that way. Uh, your fishing parade, bro. Yeah. You're trying to get some fishing done and Sorry. you can't really fish with all the rain. I'm all looking at the rundown and I don't have it up like yeah. in my mind, right? You, you know where I was it, gonna I'm a, go. I'm gonna blame yeah, I know you're gonna gonna go. We don't need to we don't need to go there. I'm gonna blame it on the uh on this uh Woodford Reserve that that our boy Michael brought us over as a as a nice little treat, man. Appreciate you for yeah, that, Mike. How to hook you guys up, you know, go yeah. to the coaches. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> hey, that goes to all you other guests out there, right? Mike can step bear, your game up. Bearing gifts. This is a true, <laughs> true class right here. All right. Uh, step your game up is what Coach Dom is saying. Exactly. That's my boy right there. <laughs> no, nah, man. Like my we said, new favorite player. <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> no, like we said, bro. Nuggets are one win away from a championship, dude. The first one ever in their franchise. That'll be exciting. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later on, and so you know real. what it means to us and what it means for the city and, and, and you know, all that good stuff. Um, have you been keeping up with this whole Zion Williamson thing? Briefly, briefly. Um, you know, but, I mean, he's a young man, bro. And they I have mean, urges. You know, he's a young man who, let's keep it real, like, pause, but ain't the best-looking young man. You know, so made it to the league and finally getting – you know, things thrown at him that he ain't never had thrown at him before. It's like a lineman. All, all, it's, like a, it's like a lineman all of a sudden becoming a receiver, bro. You're going to try to catch everything thrown to you. You know what I mean? Hey, so this he, is true. He, he's just trying to do what he's, I don't want to say it's supposed to do, but he's out there trying to, you know, just live his life. Unfortunately, he's not being too honest about it so you know that's where it, that's where the trickiness comes into play because now you got other people's emotions and things going on like that but we don't know all the details uh, he, i don't know all the details yeah. so i ain't gonna speak so like he got it. him a little crazy one and i don't want to like like you said i don't want to assume nothing one wow he got the, the one that's really like being a headache to him is this is this only fans model well yeah you're right i guess 
it wouldn't be just one. She wouldn't be going crazy. Yeah. So apparently he he came on Twitter and said, "Hey, I'm having a little girl, and you know this and that." And so this this uh, this woman started trolling him and started posting all kinds of all kinds of stuff about him and you know talking about how how you how are you gonna act like we're not both in the same city and just just all this craziness, man. And so now she's got him got him sending her messages talking about hey, take all this shit down. <laughs> Bro, you know what? I forgot that I did see some some something on this. Did you see the video of of old girl? No, I mean she's a. Let's see if I can find her. Allegedly, she's like some sort of porn star slash OnlyFans actress. Do you call it? Do you call an OnlyFans what person a model or actress? You call them yeah. a two cent hoe. What if they're just showing their feet or cooking cookies in the kitchen? Have you been on OnlyFans before? I don't think there's cookies being cooked in the kitchen. Bro, there's I some cookie in the kitchen. Classy subscriptions, let me tell you. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I do not subscribe to any. Let me find out Dom's on OnlyFans showing his feet. I have my Damn. own OnlyFans on there. See, man, she. I'm, nah, I'm, that's not the one, bro. I got to show you the other. Look, one. look. You look at Zion, and then look at her, Zion. Yeah, I, I get it. Nah, but you got to see, bro. The photo, you're gonna be like, gross. So I'm now, one of them. so he got caught up, man, and you know, she. I, I think maybe he was like feeding her the line, you know, about you know, I'm, I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be here. And then she saw that he's having a baby girl and, and started blasting him out with all this stuff, man. And now she's talking about that he ruined her life. And it's wild, bro. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how you get caught up like that. But, uh, again, man, when I was uh, doing my thing, I didn't have to worry about social media so much, you know? Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, social media is obviously out there. But if you're a young athlete, you know social media is out there. So why do you play the game? You know that you know you cut corners, you're gonna get cut, bro. So mm -hmm. don't try to avoid social media and think you're gonna get away with some shit, and then you get caught on social media. Is this the one? Scroll down. Oh no, that ain't the one. Talk about That's better pray I'm not pregnant too because I definitely am late, Zion Williamson. Damn. Like man, I was with you last week in New Orleans, and you couldn't tell me you had a random thought pregnant after all I've done for you. <laughs> the, the crazy thing is, Dude. right? Is like. Yes, what he's doing, leading girls on or whatever the case, you know, that's unethical. Yeah. Right? It, right? It's not right. You shouldn't be doing things like that. But he's a young player. Who knows what he's saying? Who knows if he's keeping it real with them? Who knows if he's, you know, just leading them on, whatever the case may be. Um, but at the same time, even if he's not keeping it real, as some of these young ladies got to be smarter and realize that, these young men are young. They're traveling. They're getting everything thrown at them. So temptation is is tricky. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anybody's going to have a hard time resisting some temptation. And, and so let alone, you know, guys getting all kinds of different women thrown at them. So can I keep it real for a second? Yeah. And can you keep it real with me? Yeah. You ever had you a crazy? A crazy? Yeah, a crazy where they're just like, you can't quit me. The, see, the, the crazy <laughs> thing is about that is you're about to find out something really, really. Crazy? No, nah, I don't. I, I can't do not a little bit of crazy. Like, if you don't have a little bit of crazy in you, then I'm cool, bro. I need me a little bit. No, no, no. There's a difference between having a little bit of crazy and then there's a difference of having a crazy. One that'll show up at your job. Uh, hey, so. 
I there I was this one girl. The thing, the thing is, is some some are truly crazy, and then some get pushed to do crazy. Well, things. and emotions are strong too. I don't even want to act like emotions situation. don't mean shit. Because like, hey, you start tugging with somebody's heart, then that's that's a little different. But I knew this one girl. Okay, she was crazy, and I won't I won't mention her name because I don't even know. I haven't seen her for years, dog. But I might be clear free. But that's how scared I was of her just popping up. So she popped up on me on two different occasions. The first time I was at work, I was working at AutoZone overnights. Get in the zone. And she pulled up with her friend and she's like, oh, I saw your car up front. So I thought I'd stop and say hi. Yeah, see, if you're just popping up randomly, like that's that's crazy. But it's also just weird, bro. Like you're just a weirdo. Like another time I was at my apartment. I was chilling with this other shorty. And I was like 20. Oh, you were young. Yeah, I was young. And this is why the story relates because science young. 32. (laughs) I was like 38. I was like two (laughs) weeks ago. I was chilling with this one little shorty. And uh, that same chick stopped by the house and knocked at the door. I'm like, what the fuck's knocking at the door? And I opened the door and cloud of smoke opens up. You had a shaggy moment. And and, uh, she goes, It wasn't uh, me. She goes, Hey, I was just in the neighborhood seeing if you wanted to smoke. And I was like, I don't even smoke no more. So I'm good. And I closed the door and locked it. (laughs) That was the last time I saw her, bro. That was the last time, I swear. You got to be careful, bro, because you end up on some fatal attraction type. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's what Zion's doing right now. But the thing is, she was an older woman, too, like 10 years older. So, the, the girl at Zion was yeah. yeah, she's like 32. So, but that dude, they could she be taking advantage of his like fame ooh, and clout? Ooh, oh, absolutely. Oh, let's get to that. Absolutely. I like, I, you know, I, I, I mean, like, like an older woman manipulating a younger man. No, absolutely. And there's a lot to that, too. You know what I mean? That happens a lot, too. And you know what I mean? She kind of. You know, she kind of knows the situation, and like, mm-hmm. like you would think you would know the situation of an of a professional athlete. Like, um, there used to be a you know who Alfred Williams is, so he's do on, I know any of you? Yes. So he, he, you know, he's on the radio out here, but he used to play for the Broncos, obviously. And um, you know, he used to talk about like if you're a professional athlete and you're a young professional athlete, he's like you shouldn't get married. Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't be like too heavily involved because the road is the road, mm-hmm. and you know these are young men with urges, and they. They do wild shit, you know, and so. But let, let me ask you you something, both of you actually, right? Yeah. So we're going to ask this in two parts. I'm going to flip the script on you here in a little while. But, and I'm also sending you a photo for you to pull up in a second. But um, if, if you were a famous whatever, right? You had fame, you had money, you were getting around. People knew who you were. And you just straight up were honest with the situation and you told your current spouse like do you would you be okay with me having certain situations in certain situations if you know what i mean so like an open relationship kind of like an open relationship but just like an on the road type of thing that's not really like, an open relationship so you're talking it's about just like, okay for you because you travel that's like kind of sugar sean that's what he does with his wife but i don't, I don't know about all that because okay. these girls are kind of grimy well, I mean, but but would you go for it or would you be like, this is a trap? Because you know how it's like, sometimes it's like, no, you don't have to do those dishes. I'll get to them, babe. Right. And then you don't do them. And then it's like, I really want it. I mean, I can't believe you just didn't do those dishes. It was yeah. only a few dishes. Like, you should have just did them. The thing with that, you bro, know? is like, all right, so like having an open relationship like that, 
the thing about that dude is you end up getting into a situation where the feelings, the emotions behind it and all that stuff are all like too serious, too real. And, you know, you get to a point where someone's heart gets real hurt. You know what I mean? And what do you do at that point? Yeah, right. you can't say real too much when you're looking at photos like I'm, that. I'm over here multitasking. Jeez. I'm going to put this up real quick right here so everyone else can see it on the... Uh, the this is what Don's talking about. This is the girl? That's the girl. The caption of that one is Jesus. I don't know, dude. That It was, I swear. No, I, I believe you that but listen, it is. But, okay, okay, you asked that, I asked that question. Now, shoes on the other foot. Yeah. Your wife, your significant other, making bank, right? She's the next... Mariah Carey doing her thing. Do you are you okay with her having a roadside piece here and there as long as she comes back home to you? Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, That's how comfortable her. am I living? Hey, you're how comfortable am I living? She, she's millionaire, bro. You you're you're laid up. You're just recording DNA. You're doing your own thing. She's doing her own thing. Do we got a prenup or do I get some of that money if shit goes you, sour? That's what I was thinking of. You know what I'm saying Because like Because listen You could come into an agreement And be like just, Hey we came just, into this With an open relationship So later on If you get hurt About the feelings Like we started this As an open relationship That's kind of the agreement Let's right? say that you guys Aren't even You haven't even talked about that You aren't that serious But you know What she did Before you got with her And you guys are starting To Develop it's kind of that same it's hard to say because it's not you right but nah, i think it's the same thing no listen listen no that's what i was saying earlier though about like like uh she knew what she was getting into by fucking with the professional ball player right so if you messing with like a professional whatever you know it, it, uh, a model right and this model's been known to be a little flirtatious or maybe doing a little thumb, 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 right? And it's kind of known through the tabloids. You kind of know who you're doing with. You know what yeah. you're getting yourself into. So if something happened, you shouldn't be surprised. But again, everyone says that, oh, I'm down with the open relationship until you're in the open relationship and some shit gets sour and they do some stuff with somebody that maybe you don't want them to be doing some stuff with and then emotions get all messed up. All I'm saying is if, I was Mariah Carey's lover boy. She could have other lover boys when she was away on the road and she could come home to me and I'd be fine with Mariah doing what Mariah wants to do. <laughs> it's Go ahead, me Mariah. It's Mimi for you? Uh that's oh the one? Like, well, because like you know, I didn't, I didn't. I just brought that was the first head that, or the name that popped up to my head, but because I didn't mind when Alicia Keys married Swiss Beats, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I understand. What do you mean? Like you're okay giving that one up? Yeah, I was just kind of like, you know, I know, you, I know, I know you don't belong to the streets no more, and I know you don't belong to me no more, and you kind of graduated. Oh, so I don't. But I, should I just? Should I just? Should I, I do, never felt like my character. Should I do that for my own little joke, bro? I'm sorry. Yeah, I, 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 didn't even, I didn't even classify that as a joke. I just. It's a joke that remember it was a how joke. we were talking about like stalkers and weirdos earlier. Right how they just show up <laughs> random places. That's what I was kind of thinking. I learned it from somewhere. Fool. When you said that, and you're like, you know, she used to belong to me till Swiss came around. I'm like, whoa, bro, what's going on here? What's happening? This dude. Nah, but I'm just, I'm just curious because you know, I'd be, I'd be cool with, with being like. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, dude, if you're living comfortable, why would you? Why would you mess anything because up? Because realistically, right? If you having that conversation, let's just say you get to the point where you have that conversation. Do you think it's not happening if you say no? I don't want to be okay with that, honey. Yeah, but imagine those nights turn into days. 
hey, it don't matter. But, but, you're, but you're already going to be kicked but, out like, by but, next week. But just imagine if if she happened to go to Paris with, um, let's say, like, Steve Jobs or somebody who has this <laughs> book. I mean, Steve of, Jobs, honestly, you think he's like. She going to dig that motherfucker up from the grave? Nah, pray, <laughs> we're have a whole other scenario, bro. No, nah, but I feel what you're saying. I, like, dude, you gotta you gotta bite the bullet if that's your if that's your lifestyle, right? I'm just saying I'd be cool with it because at the end of the day, if we got to the point of that conversation, if I feel as the dude who isn't the breadwinner in the situation, if I say no, that's not okay, baby, and I have to think that oh, that's not happening when I'm not on the road with her, you're tripping. You're tripping, bro. It's going to happen because she already asked. So you might as well just be okay with it. Get your bag and then find you a, a like a housekeeper or something. A housekeeper? Put Arnold? Babe, <laughs> hire this housekeeper in here. Man, I thought I was reading somewhere. I heard on the radio or something that said that he was giving this woman like an allowance, bro. Like giving her some money and shit uh, weekly. Like like 100K weekly just to like like almost hush money type shit. While she did. Well, it got to wasn't enough for her, so that's why she came out. Because if you can get a bag like that, well, why can't you just get a bag saying like, "Hey, I'm about to extort this fool," because, or because pay me to turn this shit off? Be, and I, I don't know the situation, so I'm I'm not speaking about this situation. Right, right. But I'm gonna tell you what happens when somebody just give, gives gets something gifted to them like that. That's just out of the norm. Yeah. You get used to it, and then once you start to develop, oh, I'm getting this, I'm getting that, right? You're getting used to a lifestyle. Then all of a sudden, that hundred thou yep. needs to be two hundred thou because it ain't it ain't paying the bills no more, Zion. And I'm I'm doing what you know things that something strange for a little piece of change. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, you know how that goes. At and some it, point, don't you just pay her to go away? You you would think so, but maybe that's what he tried, and 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 you know this happened. Just yeah, one of those but, crazies you were talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you, dog. Know, <laughs> and and that's what it goes back to. But at the same time, right? If you think about it, put yourself in his shoes, being a young man and having a situation. Sometimes us young men don't know how to properly treat women either. That's true, right? And he may just be like, "Fuck you." If go it, out to the public. I don't care. And what listen, the public says I was just smashing. And like, for all we know, for all we know, he's over here singing with the singers singing in her ears, talking about I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna wife you up. You're gonna be mine. Playing that note. We don't know that too, because he could be doing that too. Because you know, some fellas be playing that note on all of them, talking about oh, I'm gonna take care of you. You my boo. You my one and only. You're just setting me up. Yeah. Have you ever dropped the love word without meaning the love word? Nah, man. Have you ever? Come on now. Have you ever, like, hyped the girl's head up? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. try to be, like, extra. Yeah. Just of course. Of course. I know you have, too. Mike? I, you know, I had when I was younger. <laughs> see, yeah. Because when you're young and you're trying to... And see, and that's the other thing about it, too, because she's, she's, like, this, this you know, OnlyFans model or whatever. Maybe he's trying to gas her up, too, to, like, lock her down. Like, maybe he wants one in different area codes. Who knows? I don't... You know what? Maybe, I mean, if he's really trying to, you know, see where this can go, maybe they should, you know, do a little Ray J. Kim thing and see where they really can get bread out of it. Maybe they should just introduce, he should just introduce them to each other. He'd be like, see how I broke the walls in this Nike? (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm Uh, on a roll. Question for you. What up? Who's wilding out more, Zion or Ja? That's easy. Ja. Okay. Job, man. I mean, because at the end of the day, Zion's just doing what young men would do. Yeah, but uh, I mean, some would argue it's not ethical either. It's not ethical, but it's damn near not illegal. 
and Jaws <laughs> running around with straps. And, you know, if it was just him in the strip club in Aspen enjoying the young ladies' company with ones everywhere, then do you if you're getting caught in strip clubs here and there. But the minute you're, like, you know, pulling guns out and, and doing all this other crazy shit that's going to get you in trouble and then you continuously do it and don't see your lesson, that's where it becomes like... Yeah, but you can argue that, that Zion's living this life of womanizing, having, you know, who knows, might be having all these all what these kids by against, different women. It's not against the law, but, it, one, but, 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 but the big... Listen, throw the law out real quick. No, no, okay? wait, wait, I, wanna, I wanna clarify something before yo. actually neither one of them have broken the law, so let's put that there. Right. But just throw the law out, right? Like let's not think about legalities about things, right? Because we live in America and a lot of these states, uh the, the state that Jaw lives in is very two A friendly, right? So there's a lot of things that you could do with a pistol and ha- own and a lot of things you could own out there that just because we don't agree with it, it's legal. But I think the NBA's standpoint on Ja has more to do with him being a role model, him being an, uh, uh, one of the players that they use his image to sell their product. I think that's what the problem with Ja is, right? But why can't you? Who's to argue that what Zion's doing isn't tan- tarnishing that image a little bit? Oh, it's definitely tarnishing his image. I mean, well, I mean, the image of the NBA. Well, I mean, let's keep it real. Let's take it back to the history of the NBA. There's been womanizers in the NBA for oh, years. I was just thinking Will Chamberlain. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, he had like a 10,000 number. I, I mean, I won't speculate how Magic, you know, got in his situation. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, like Magic was Magic. You know, you had all these guys who, who again, got to a certain platform in their life that they've never been used to a lot of these guys come from poverty or you know what i mean rough rough times and then they make it big and all of a sudden they're living the life of a superstar do you think the social media aspect makes it a bigger deal than what it was back in the day because i mean you think about um uh who was it they were just showing a picture of of one of these dudes uh he was a a white dude that used to play for the jazz had a picture with a bunch of guns and you know they were saying like they didn't suspend him for that but, like, it wasn't necessarily something on social media, right? It was brought up recently because it was something from back in the past, but it wasn't, like, prominent because of social media. You think about the womanizing athletes of the past, they weren't getting blasted out on social media. Usually them chicks just showed up to your house and broke your windows in your car or something like that. I mean, it's true, because just imagine if, like, a Vic situation was caught on camera then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, all these other situations were caught on camera back in the day like the athletes are going through now, it would be way worse because there was way worse situations than what John Morant's doing. That's true. But most of the stuff, like, lasts a day, though, if you really think about it. forget about it. Yeah, it's that that 24-hour news cycle. I mean, you know, I want to give myself a big thanks because back when Mike was younger, I told him we are you know, in in a restaurant where I won't use their name, and there was some people filming, mm. and I was like, "If mm. you if you mm. eat that, it's gonna mm. ruin your career later when you make it buff and you start training people. <laughs> You're never gonna believe that you put <laughs> filth like that in it your did, body." Hey, and since we talking about Mike, man, give that to me. <laughs> since we transitioned to Mike, you know, hey Zion, wrap it up, buddy. Make sure you ain't doing nothing stupid. Yeah, you don't want to catch nothing stupid and don't put all these kids out here that you're going to be working, paying, paying off for the rest of your life. Unless you want to be like Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. Yeah. But he's not even paying child support. He's not, but he's saying, I mean, he's taking care of all his kids, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that's a lot of kids. That Damn motherfuckers. That's cheap. like 20 
Or 10. <laughs> yeah, too I would have lost count after three, my dude. Hey, like, them little things ain't cheap, but uh, uh-uh. they are not cheap. And the, and the older they get. And they're annoying at times. Let's keep it real. <laughs> Damn, dude. My kids are angels. Are they, not, do you think they're quiet? He was not saying Always. that before he got on live. Come on. <laughs> Don't let him get away nah, with man, that. Nah, man. These kids, the kids are wild, bro. Uh, you got to watch right. your wallet around them. They, they try to take your life real quick. Um, but nah, let's get on the mic, man. His kids are toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that kid. Listen, Malachi put a pillow over my head the other day, dog, and I don't know what he was trying to do. I don't think you were snoring. Nah, bro, I was chilling, and the next thing you know, I'm blacking out. He had to do it so he didn't get sucked into your nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid. Um, but no, we got, as we mentioned earlier, we got a very special guest with us, our boy Michael Marquez. Um, great kid, man. We've got to, we got to coach him for a number of years. I actually got to coach him in football and in track. Um, hardworking kid, man. I got so many fun stories with this kid and just, just goofy shit, but Mike, what's up, brother? And thank you for coming on, dude. And we just, being Don, we're talking, and you know, we just was excited to have you on, man, because we see what you're doing uh, on Instagram all the time with, with your lifting, and um, I find it interesting that you know you're you're out there still working out other for no other reason other than yourself and to to improve your health, man. So, so it's yeah, awesome to have no, you. I on. appreciate you guys for having me here and like to carry on with that. It's it's a lot a lot of health, but it's also because I'm like pretty competitive. And I think I got that from you calling me overachiever and having that <laughs> stuck in my head as like always like I, I need to run that extra lap, do that extra rep, do do whatever I can just to be better. Uh, you were though, man. You were the overachiever for the back then. I mean, you 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 know when we first started out, when I first started coaching you and track specifically, you were the younger. You were the younger one. It was Max. It was Jose. Yeah, it was D. Yeah. Vicente, you, all them. Yeah, you were the younger guy, and so it was it was you know. And and you always you're always were looking to do to earn your respect. Yeah, exactly, he yeah. You, know, you know who reminds me a lot. Who reminds me a lot of Michael right now. And this is and I tell I tell him this, and I and it's big praise when I say it is Scotty because yeah. Scotty's a lot like Michael was in that he's just always looking to do more, looking to try to hey coach what what do I need to do now. Hey coach, what do you need me to do right here, coach? What, and and some people can can perceive it as like you know they're kissing up the coach or they're. But I always looked at it as like, man, this kid wants more work. Like, this kid wants to get better. He wants to be better. Doesn't, you know, it's not content. We might have just hit a new PR we might, or, or reached a new goal, but it wasn't content with just staying at that goal. So I've always I've always loved that and respected that about you. Um, what got you – so I know you, obviously you lifted for football and, and yeah. for track, but what got you really involved in more of the powerlifting that you've been doing? Powerlifting, I think, like towards the end of track – once COVID started, that's when I really got into it. Because I would go to Rudy Rec Center and just start deadlifting whatever I could. I started conventional and I switched to sumo, which people don't like doing. But that's what that's what my body helps me to do. And I don't know. I just like lifting heavy weight. What's the, what's the difference between like conventional deadlifting conventional, and Conventional, you're like shorter width and you pick up the bar like that. Sumo, you have your legs apart. And okay. Pick it in the middle. Okay. People say it's cheating. It's I mean, it's whatever. Can you lift more with sumo? I can honestly lift the same. Okay. So, I don't know what people talk about all that. Well, but, you know, when people can't do something, they want to say something about it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, but yeah, doing all that and then hearing people say I have small legs. So, I did squats every day one summer. <laughs> so, that's what got me into it, too. You were saying something about people saying you only work out your glamour yeah, muscles? Yeah, yeah. Those people were... Uh, 
Coach Al over here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Eliza and Brandon, I was walking to practice, and they were like, they were yelling at me. They're like, I know that's Mike because he's all upper body, no, no lower body. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> so, so when did you truly fall in love with it, or is it only just? you feeding into your complex about your, your old little legs. <laughs> so, so I guess after my first competition and I got second place okay. and that hasn't sat right with me since. Yeah. I like, why did I get second? Yeah. It, I worked hard enough, but you know, whatever. So I, sometimes I can't sleep at night because of that. Yeah. How so, often are you competing? Uh, this year, just three times. Nice. Honestly, you shouldn't really push it past two. Okay. That's a lot on your body. Okay. Your central nervous system. So, so you just everything you do is just training to compete that one or two times a year. Yeah, yeah. Because you you do it for one day for a reason. Because right. you're pushing that heavy weight and you're already taxed for like a week or two. So, it's pretty hard on your body. Sick. What is uh, like what does the competitions consist of? Uh, squat, bench, and deadlift. Okay. So you're measured on that, and you got to do full pauses, go below parallel, and like fully lock out on your sumo. Or Delos, whatever. So you can do conventional or something? Mm -hmm. Sick. You just can't use straps or like squat suits or Delos suits, stuff like that, which is made out of like jean material. So Gotta help catch the bar yeah, or something? Yeah, so you can't use that. Fucking cheaters. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope, dude. Um, so what are what are some of your lifting goals? I'm like, are you trying to compete often? Or are you, what are you trying to, like, what are some of your goals with lifting? So long term really is to be like on the same podium at, at nationals okay. in the USAPL. That's what I want to compete in. Because okay. right now I'm doing local shows and I'm gonna do a sanctioned show towards like the end of the year. So that's make sure you let goal. us know, dude, so we can we can plug you, bro. Oh, yeah, we definitely want to want to want to get the word out and you know get the support out for you for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. What's some of the some of your accomplishments up to this point that you're pretty proud of? So far. Mm, Content, I would say, would be my squat. Okay. Which is at 545 pounds. Fuck, dude. Jeez. <laughs> he can almost... Yeah, he can you. almost squat down, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Why you always come with the fat jokes? You went there first. You gave me that look, so I was like, I'm going to hit him with it before he hits me. See, when I got it. you last time with the Kool-Aid joke, bro. I like, see you're not wearing red today. like, yeah, I got to take it off because you're trying to always be. <laughs> That's why I came ready today. I've been getting you since we started. Bro. You know Coach Don can't wear a yellow jacket, right? Why? Because they all, taxi! <laughs> 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 all the kids lined up waiting to get on the bus. Oh, heck no. The short bus? Yeah, <laughs> the short <laughs> That's right. Um, so, like, how often are these events? You just are they always always going on, and you just kind of sign up for one here, like you said, the, the ones that you want to do, or yeah, they're they're always going on. Nationals, you have to like make it, and I forget the total amount, but it's like I'd I'd make it. I just don't know if I'd win, you know. So you 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 lift enough. So it's a, is it a weight quali like a, a amount of weight to to lift that you to qualify? Ratio from your body weight to how much weight you can. Okay, interesting. Yeah. What's that like? What's the uh, what's the minimum? Um, I honestly don't even remember. No. I need to look back at it. You just you just know what your weight and what, what you do. Yeah, like I'd be performing with like the hundred and ten kilograms would be up to two forty one, two hundred forty one pounds. Okay. And those guys are big dogs. They're like pushing. Mid sevens on squat, mid sevens Jesus. on deadlifts, high fours on bench. So, honestly, like I'm, I'm still like a newbie to this. I still got plenty to catch up to. Damn. With, with with all that weight being put up, how many times have you or any of your friends have you witnessed shit themselves? 
shit themselves? Uh, not yet. Oh, not any. I'd probably shit myself. <laughs> oh, but people throw up or like some girls pee too. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of weight to be putting up. Yo, I be saying you're it. pushing yourself, right? It's not yeah. like you're used to just repping that. Exactly. You know no. what I mean? You're pushing your max. So especially like transitioning from like football lifting to actual powerlifting, it's like day and night. It's yeah. insane. So if you're if you're doing a rep, like how many reps do you have to do to like Gain strength to get well. So it's just one rep to like to, in the competition, right? Like yeah, you're going one. weights. You're just like so. If it's like you know 360 pounds, boom, it's one rep, pop it. Yeah, yeah. that has it. to be a complete right, complete rep. rep. Exactly. Right. So how much training goes into just hitting that one rep right at your max weight? Like there's got to be it's got to be a ton of of training going in. So yeah, depending like what I have programmed is usually like I have a top single which is one rep max at like 70% throughout the week or whatever. And then I have my back offsets which are 3, max is 5 reps. Okay. So I'm not going anything above that. Anything above that's like basically cardio. So Wow. Wow. So you say your squat is 545? 545. What's your max deadlift? My max deadlift right now is 605 pounds. And and your max bench? 325. So I have a bad bench. <laughs> now you're all now you're all legs and no upper body. Yeah, exactly. You better so, start working them glamour muscles again. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. So now that you're at, at at the you know, I want to say the peak of 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 where you want to be physically cuz mm-hmm. obviously you're still continuously pushing yourself. Yeah. Do you regret not maybe being somewhat like this during high school to be that monster out there? Well, I was always the undersized lineman yeah. like throughout my whole entire... I even told Hannah when I would play and Coach Al, I'd be like, I'm way undersized with, compared to these other kids. So, yeah. But I remember this one coach, He they were talking in the back and they're like, yeah, he's small, but he's a strong kid. And I was like, oh, crap. Okay, yeah. maybe that's why they got me on the line. Yeah. But one of my things I would do with the really big fat guys is because they would go crop tops so i'd pinch their stomachs yeah and, and they would never yes. guard me that hard so that's i'm what telling you dude. that's why it looked like brandon had all those hickeys on his belt <laughs> he was a crop topper yeah hey. brandon was the crop topper of the crew we had this dude uh um named mike that that we played ball with and uh i was playing right tackle and the homie carlos was playing right guard and he's like we were practicing and it was, you know, long, you know, practices can get sometimes a little long and mm-hmm. just done with this shit. And so we're looking to have a little fun. So Mike, he's got a big old gut and he was coming off the line and he had the practice jerseys. You know how they don't always go all the way down. Yeah. So it's just gut showing. He had no undershirt. Yep. And so Carlos was like, yo, I'll lift up his jersey. And you slap his belly. We did it about four times, dude. Fucking Mike's got this big red belly, dude. And he just starts chasing me and Carlos, dude, trying to kill us. And I'm going to catch you one Yeah, day. bro. He was pissed. And he's a big dude. And he was, I was like a sophomore. He was a senior. So and this fool Carlos was a senior. So I was like, this will get me in trouble. I'll get me murdered by this big ass senior. And you were probably in the lineman group with him. Uh, I was with it. Yeah. Well, I, was, I started my sophomore year at right tackle. That's tight. Man. Hey, it's great to see the transition that you've made, though, all the progression, Watch, like Coach said, watching all your, you know, your Instagram stories and just seeing you put up weight after weight after weight, <clears throat> excuse me, and continuing to push yourself, man, it's it's, it's great, it's motivational, um, keep it up, you know, the sky's the limit, as long as you're, you know, continuously setting that bar higher and higher, yeah. you're going to yeah. reach those goals, so, you know, keep doing you. Yeah, man, and if you've thought about, like, do you, at this point, do you like instruct folks yet? Like, uh, do you teach folks how to power lift? I I wouldn't consider myself a coach yet because I don't think I'm like at that caliber. But I do help here and there, whatever I can. 
Depending is it something like that you'd like to do at some point? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would like to do that because there's a lot of money in powerlifting coaching, especially if you're really up there with the top dogs. Yeah. So that might be an avenue. Are you doing all like, all that, like the extra kind of like, you know, the extra knowledge you got to do as far as like your nutrition? Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And the style of lifting, how it benefits certain things and taking care of your body and yeah, stuff? Yeah, that's a huge thing. Nutrition, recovery, and sleep. Like those are the main things that you have to like take care of because you're taking care of your body. So you got to feel it right. Like right now, I'm at 220 grams of protein a day. I'm eating like in the morning eight egg whites, two eggs. That's ten. That's like six cartons. Yeah, <laughs> no and shit. eggs ain't cheap eggs right ain't now. That's, not That's like a fifty dollar meal, yeah, dog. Exactly. <laughs> so you got to put a lot into your body. I don't really do supplements besides like creatine. Okay. So, but other than that, yeah, you got to fuel your body and get enough sleep, or else you're. Do they test you for these these competitions? Yeah, they're pretty heavily. Tested. Yeah, they're pretty heavily tested. Let's I bet. I bet they. Uh, I bet that's one of those things. Cause I bet you know, if, any, if steroids is going to benefit anybody, a power mm-hmm. lifter would be the person, right? Exactly. So, yeah. That's wild. So, so what's a typical, what's a typical meal for you throughout the day? Throughout the day, it's kind of hard for me because I eat like two times a week, and uh, not two times a week, two times a day. I was like, God damn! No, dude, imagine that. <laughs> imagine, no, two times a day, but they're pretty big meals, and I center it around like my workout times, which is like around three, four. So okay. I fast throughout the day while we work, and in the mornings, like I said, I have ten eggs and then two pieces of toast for my carbs or my high carb days. I'll have two waffles, which are protein style, yeah. So they're Kodiak cakes, yep, and then. Before my workout, I have slammed like a protein shake with the Fairlife milk because it has like 18 grams of protein and it's lactose free. So okay. I'm not shitting myself. <laughs> I'm the like, there's, yeah. your, there's your answer, yeah, dog. So, the, the lactose before you go squat. Exactly. Don't do that if you're lactose intolerant. You'll, you'll have a surprise down there. <laughs> <laughs> but when I come back home, I'll have like a 10 ounce steak or 10 ounces of chicken, anything 10 ounces. So. This guy's eating expensive over here. Ten, a carton of eggs and, and a some steak. steak. You gotta Boy. find the deals. In a hell day. yeah, you do. But that's a daily meal, bro. Steak and eggs, but the most expensive way. Fucking ten eggs. <laughs> I mean, you how, can do, I'm just tired of chicken. Uh, ten ounces. Okay. So yeah, it's a little piece. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a good steak. It's a palm it's a steak. Yeah. It's a palm. So you taking a lot of protein? Oh yeah, I have to to like feed the muscle because it breaks down when you're yeah. working out. And you got to rebuild it with the protein. Yeah. So, see, man, that's a lot of that's a lot of it too. And it's the thing that's hard with high school, like the kids that are lifting, because you know they're not eating right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's where you see the big programs benefit from because they have all that stuff kind of in place. They have not deals with people. Yep, exactly. Oh exactly. yeah, I would eat lechugas before practice. Oh, I, dude, like, we get kids showing up, you know, or Burger King. <laughs> we, we get kids showing up with a big pile of of, of chili cheese fries. Oh, from dude, Chubby's? practice or from Chubby's or from the little shop down the block from the school. Like it's like, guys, you know, we're about to run today. You know, we're about to do some work. Like, hey, but that's kind of the downfall of of you know coaching in North Denver, though, bro. You got Chubby's, you got lechugas, you got La Casita, you got all these Carl's Pizza, you got all these places that. You know, it's just freaking dominant and all the classics got me like I've been craving some Carl's. Yeah. Carl's is good, man. That's that's OG pizza. It is. Uh, I, I think I, I North Side question. You're not technically a North Side. Are you from the West Side? That's I'm cool. Fail this question but purposely. Pizza Alley or Carl's? Carl's. See. Pizza Alley. I think Carl's now 
and I take yeah, I'll take Carl's. But Pizza Alley used to have some bomb ass pizza back when I was a kid, man. The thing is, is I used to fold boxes at Pizza Alley. Back oh, day, see, day. so I'm like, man. So you've got some. It's it's corrupt for you. It doesn't. No, it's not like corrupt. this big. It's not yeah. like it's not like bad stories or anything like that at all. It's just. When you eat it a lot, right? You live yeah, right that, that's there. what I'm saying. You live right up the block. That's what I'm saying. You, you work there. You're eating it constantly. It couldn't like, be good for you ever again because you ate too much of it. Carl's is like every once in a while. Right. Because we didn't really have it like that. The thing I like you know about Carl's I mean? is like Carl's had everything else too. It wasn't yeah. just pizza. You know what I mean? Like you go in there and get you like their, uh, their chicken parm. Dude. We better stop stop doing commercials for Carl's. You know what I mean? Chicken parm. <laughs> Yo, I have a question for you guys. What's up? So, does your body start hurting when you get older? Bitch. Like, like, like your lower back or something? Let's jump them. <laughs> no, my my body is is in the best shape of its life. It's round. round. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder about let, that. Let me uh, uh, let me tell you a little story. Real quick, and I'm sorry. Tell you a little story about so today. Jed. So listen, today is four years of my uncle Eric passed away. Right, my uncle Eric. When I was a kid, I remember we were celebrating. It. I don't remember whose birthday it was, mm-hmm. right? But he came up to me and he was like, "Nephew, you know, one day, man, you just wake up and your back hurts." Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "And you don't know why your back hurt? It just hurts." And I was like, "Oh no, that's that's for old people. You ain't old yet, because my uncle was fairly young at the time." And he was like, oh, "Man." The other day I woke up and the back was just hurting for no reason. And yeah. so it just laughing. And, and so when you asked me that question, it made me think of him. But yeah, man, you wake up, you wake up sometimes and you're just like, yeah. why the fuck does that sure. hurt? Now, I had a similar story like that back in the day with one of my uncles, too. But then he was like, oh, no, you know, I just realized I was carrying your auntie around last night. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's like anything, though. If you're not, the more active I am, the less I feel it. Mm-hmm. Whereas... Off season, I ain't been doing shit. I feel that too, you know. Like if I go to do something, I'm like, God damn, why am I so, why am I so strained? Why am I so tired? It's like, cause I ain't been doing shit, you know. When football season's here and you're, we're coaching and we're or track season, even like running around as much as we do. Like I, I look at the steps and like during the season, dude, I was getting like twenty thousand steps in each day, Jeez. easily, easily. I barely get ten. Easily, dude, and that was because you know. You know, walking back and forth here, and then during the games, bro. I don't, I don't know if you go watch back some old film. I'm never in one place on the sideline, yeah, dude. I'm down. always back and forth, moving up because I'm just ner- it, like certain things make me nervous. Watching you guys do what we practice would make me nervous sometimes, just because I'm like, oh fuck, here, this is the moment. This yeah, is the yeah, moment yeah. that it, 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 you know. We always tell kids that that's your moment to cash your check, right? Like mm-hmm. you've been working all freaking week long. Your game time is your moment to cash your check, and so I'm always just nervous. Like, man, we've been putting in this work. Are they gonna? Is it gonna translate? Mm-hmm. Or it's just because Hannah was yelling at you because you allowed a sack on Eric or something. When, <laughs> when, not from my when. side. I wasn't the uh, I wasn't the offensive line coach when Eric oh, was our quarterback. Yeah, that's so. right. It was more uh, that was Eli's fault. No, <laughs> 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 what up, E? Um, um, go ahead. Sorry, Jinx. So, so you asked us it, your smart ass question about <laughs> if it hurts when we get older. Obviously, I think you're asking that because you feel better than when you were younger. Uh, no, I'm just scared because I don't want to be hurting when I'm older. Because I want to lift like at least 800 pounds by the time I'm 28. I think if you honestly, bro, 28 is not old. 
First of all, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck you with your 28 being old. Okay? Yeah. First of all. Um, no, nah, but I think I think you're doing right, though, because you're active. You're, you're lifting. You're working out. Um, I think if I could improve something myself, it would be a need to work out more. Mm-hmm. And if I did, I think I would feel less old mm-hmm. more often. Right. There's day. It's like anything else. You have your days where you feel where your body feels really oh, good. Yeah. And you have your days when your body's really sore. And again, if, if I'm not doing shit and I'm just being lazy, bro, and just being a fat ass. Yeah, I definitely feel old. Like, I've been incorporating too. like I'm started going to a chiropractor and get massages. So that's been helping like crazy. I used to go get this. I get a um, Robin Tuck. No. The happy ending. <laughs> no, bitch. It, uh, it was called. um <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers can't be serious. I used to go get these adjustments, and then I'd be put on this decompression table. Oh yeah, and it like pull, it like pulls your body, so it kind of like de- relieves some of the, the pressure on your spine. You know, because I'm a big fucking dude, and I put a lot of weight on my back, right? And that helped tremendously, dude. I used to, you remember I used to have a lot of back issues. I, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. during our um, the last major back issue I had was during our spring football season, mm-hmm. dude. I couldn't walk, and this oh, is when yeah. I started going to this place, dude. Yeah, yeah. And they started doing decompression treatments. They started doing back adjustments, and they showed me the X-ray, bro. Like I went from being super curved to being back to kind of where I needed to be. Mm, um, and it's just little stuff like that. I definitely believe in. Hmm. I just had a thought. Don't you hurt said, yourself. You, you went from being curved uh, back to where you need to be. I wonder if there was compressions. The rubbing like tug. Other areas. It was the rubbing tug, remember? The curve go away to add an inch. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but just stay away from, if you're going to massage parlors, just stay away from the ones where Deshaun Watson went to. Um, you know, you don't want to right. to that slippery slope. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> hey, yo, before we go on, though, yo, let me give a special shout out to Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers on 38th and Pearson Wheat Ridge. AJ the Chef. Man, that boy leads a Woo. team of excellent barbers providing all the latest cuts in men's hair and fashion. The fellas at Cutthroat take the art of barbering to the next level. They've got an open chair for you waiting. Visit cocutthroat.com and book yourself a service. Shout out to AJ Gallegos and his team over there at Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers. Make sure you follow them on all their socials, Cutthroat, Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers, cocutthroat.com. Yo, and AJ also happens to be a pretty good football coach. And so while we're giving him his shout out, I also want to make sure that we get on his head about coming out of retirement and coaching over with us right now. So, you know, while while you're sitting nice and comfortable, cutting all that hair, doing what you do best. Why don't you come out here and bless us with your knowledge on the on the gridiron as well? AJ, I saw that post you made about being a coach to these young men and how they've grown. And we need more brothers like you out there in the world leading these young men to be men. And, you know, that's why we – that's you know, Dom, that's why I hop into coaching. And that's why I love about coaching the most is being able to work with young people because, you know, there's opportunity to work with young people. And even if kids grow up in, in, in conventional households where both mom and dad are there, the more positive male reinforcement we have in these young men growing up, the better off we are, man. Like, we can't have enough positive male role models in our life, dude. And, you know, if I'm slipping up, doing things wrong, I have to check myself often because I think about whose eyes are on us. We talk to the mm-hmm. players all the time about you never know who's looking up at you until you turn around and see how many people are looking up to you. And it's the same thing with this coaching thing. So, man, AJ, come on, dog. Yep. Come, come on. Come on, Lee. Come on. Come on, hey man, it's, it's it's time to talk about it. Let's talk about it. It's time to talk about it. We're gonna get back to Mike in just a little bit, but Mike, 
I know you got to be excited for this. Dom, I know you got to be just talking to you over the last few weeks. Are you ready for a parade? I'm excited. I'm not surprised. I told everybody four or five. Four or that five. That was kind of a bar. That was kind of a bar. But no, listen. <laughs> the Nuggets are the better team, bro. They 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 had a slip up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we corrected those issues, and it's not happening again. Even in Miami, when Miami was at their best, it wasn't enough. Yep. It just wasn't enough. And let's be real. That slip up. Almost wasn't enough for Almost Miami. Wasn't enough because if that if that ball goes maybe another centimeter to an inch, and it's swish time. Exactly. And we're talking about overtime. And honestly, if the Nuggets turn that game, game two into overtime, they're winning it in overtime. Exactly. And we're talking about a sweep right now. So no, nah, man, I'm excited, dude. Um, I'm already calling out sick right now, Bill, boss. I ain't gonna be there the day of the Nuggets prayed. I'm, I'm calling my shot right now. Oh, shit. I, w- I will work extra time or whatever to make it right. But I'm going to this parade. Nah, you know, I thought about it. I don't know if I will. I haven't been to one. Me neither. Um, but the thing is, is like, I'm just like. I hate people. I hate people. <laughs> I hate big crowds. Like, the Nuggets won. Yes. It's great. I'm going to celebrate. Yes. I love it. But I'm about a bag. So let me ask you a question, Mr. Bag. Mr. Bag, because you were talking. About <laughs> yeah, all right. You were saying that before we got on the podcast. Let's get to that. But let me ask you a question, though. So, if the Nuggets, when the Nuggets finish it out tomorrow night, it's going to be about nine nine thirty. I will be at the airport. Are you gonna? Oh, bitch. It sucks. So you ain't even gonna be around to take a shot with me over to Facetime. Oh, I'll have a shot in the car, mother. Like, nah, Ladies and gentlemen, he will not be drinking and driving. Not, nah, no, nah, I won't have a shot. I'm not drinking at all. Um, but yeah, I'll be at the airport picking up wifey. So listen, this is, and I'm gonna post this tonight. This will be up tonight. So um, I'm letting everybody know right now. Nuggets win it. Expect a call from me, Facetime. We're okay. taking shots, and Man. whoever answers. Let's be ready to shoot something. But so this happened last time. You remember when the Nuggets came back from that 3 1 deficit to go to the Western Finals? Listen, it's time. I must have took about seven or eight shots in about 10 minutes and I got drunk as real quick. Yeah. And so I won't be doing nothing like zero that. Zero to 60 real quick. No, but listen, <laughs> it's, it's crazy time. The city's gonna, the city's already buzzing. Right, the city's already buzzing over it. When it happens, bro, the city's gonna go crazy. Um, I just hope that you know everybody's safe. Don't go too crazy. Don't do nothing wild to land yourself up in the clink because there's nothing like celebrating the victory in jail. I'll tell you that. This much. is true because you lose all that bet money, bonding your dumbass out. So I've never been to a parade of her championship that we've had here. But one time, so in 2001, when the Avalanche won the cup. You usually go to a parade around this time of year, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all support that, too, right? Hell yeah. We oh, support no. that, too, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, I don't know what that is. So we were down. My cousin used to live downtown off of, like, 13th and Washington, right? And the Avalanche uh, won the cup. And I was at his crib, and we're like, yeah, let's walk downtown to go, you know, celebrate. And we're downtown celebrating, and it's fun, bro. Like, everyone's just like, yeah, Avalanche, yeah, you know. And uh, we're down on Larimer Square, uh, Larimer Street, and um, everyone's celebrating. You could tell it's starting to get a little little ruckus, starting to get a little wild. The people are dumping out from the stadium, and it's starting to fill in. You see people start climbing light poles, and you're like, fuck. This isn't going good. Like, and then all of a sudden, you see a canister of sm- of tear gas come over. 
lands on the on the street yeah. and you're like okay they brought the tear, tear gas out you see the cops and then you see a dude run over and pick up the tear gas and throw it back at the cops and throw it back at the cops yeah and i was that's when i looked up at lorenzo because i was with him at the time i was like I guess it's time to go bro yeah see i don't i don't get it bro like that's what i don't get about it like great we win but why go fuck our own shit up yeah celebrating why go who knows if that business is is a mom and pop shop might be struggling to stay open struggling we just barely got out of you know we're still you still got businesses that haven't opened back up you know what i mean like and and don't go ruin somebody's business because insurance ain't gonna cover everything well and that's the thing man like you want to celebrate and have a good time how about celebrate and have a good time without destroying some shit Mm -hmm. like what does this championship mean to you bro like does it mean anything any special to you because like the nuggets are my favorite colorado sports team yeah, well, for me, bro, I mean, it's not even about me necessarily on this one, honestly, like, because I'm going to be real with you. I was a, I'm, I've always been a big Nuggets fan, right? But I was a really big Carmelo Anthony fan. And okay. I was a really big fan of that era of Nuggets, yep. you know? Um, and the Thuggets. The, the way, yeah, <laughs> you know? And I guess. So what they called us, man, and haters. I guess you can see why I loved it. So <laughs> they hated, you know man. I mean? They're haters. But, but. You know the way management handled that. Yeah, I was kind. Of, it left a bitter taste in my mouth for the Nuggets for a long time. So I, I don't want to say like I got into like the wild thing, you know, hating the Cleveland Indians type thing. Yeah, I, was turning the, I wasn't doing all that, but I just wasn't like tuned in, tuned in like I used to be. I feel you. Um, so for me, this championship is all about the players, bro. I think this is all about Jokic getting the respect he deserves. Absolutely. I posted it the other Jamal day. too. He, Jamal too, and that comes from me. Because, you know, I've been a critic of Jamal. Um, But Jokic is the best, bro, in the league right now and maybe the best at his position to ever play the game. I mean, he's transitioned the game. We talk about athletes who transition a position in the history of sports, right? You got – there was a lot of athletes who could run the ball and were mobile quarterbacks before Michael Vick, but Michael Vick made that position different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the same thing with Nikola Jokic. There was a lot of things who maybe try to do what he can do and maybe some of them were somewhat successful, but none of them were him. Yeah. And what he's doing is remarkable. And NBA teams going forward will look for athletes built like him when they're looking to fill their roster. So he's changing the game, and he needs his respect. And that's why this means so much to me personally, because they have not respected this team at all, and they're fucking the greatest team in the league right now. And listen, man, like... Let's be real about it. What the Nuggets are doing and how they're doing it, like how they're about to win a championship with building this team over the course of seven years with Mike Malone, mm. like that shit is rare. And you know what? I have to give flowers to Golden State because Golden State did it the same way. They were yeah. kind of the first ones to do it. They built it with guys they drafted. I know they brought KD in for one of their runs. But, you know, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry – or Steph Curry – and Draymond, they were on that team before that and won a title before that, right, with guys that they developed and they guys they brought up. And, you know, you see Milwaukee do it a few years back with Giannis. You know, I know they brought Drew Holiday in, but they built that team, you know, and it's, it's great to see the Nuggets doing it with guys that they, bought, they brought in. Obviously, KCP, Bruce Brown, those are pieces that you added. Those are complimentary pieces that you added. Aaron Gordon a couple years ago, a complimentary piece that you added, right? But, dude, they've done it the right way. To see Christian Brown come off the bench and light it up, bro. You go back and listen to episode four of our podcast. We're talking about we're talking about the Nuggets. We're talking about Christian Braun <laughs> at yeah. the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
And, you know, talking about them winning the title back then and to, to hear it now, bro, we're being one win away from it. It means a ton to me, dude. It, it makes me go back to the time me and my cousin Zoe had, had you know, the, the $10. Remember the 10-game passes they used to mm-hmm, sell? Mm-hmm. And you get the Lakers for free or the, or, the, or the Cleveland Cavaliers for free, so you get 11 games for the price of 10. Yeah. We used to do those all the time, dude, and, and it just it takes me back because you mentioned Nick Van Exel earlier with the high socks, right, going back to the lean times of, of the Nuggets, man, and, and to, to be here, it's honestly a point I never thought I in, in my 40 years I thought I'd see in my I'd call it 30 years of fandom you yeah, know you know what it also means for both of us <laughs> Damn. Get the button on that. <laughs> no but uh you know it also means for us is that we're no longer going to be able to afford a lot of these games like we used to back in the day they're right. like a thousand dollars I know a thousand dollars for the yeah, nosebleeds nose bleeds. it's crazy it's like two racks now for game five but the thing is is like Back in the day, remember, like you were just saying, it you get tickets on the low low. Yeah, we Mc get them for Nich- free for McNichols, bro. Yep. Or even I remember, like back in the like back when we were younger. I keep saying back in the day. I feel back like in I'm the old. day, bro. You how old? You know, I ain't gonna say not as old as his forty. I <laughs> but uh, now nah, you you know back in the day, you'd have like even the the cops would roll around the neighborhood, give out. You know, baseball cards, hand out different shit like that. Sometimes they'd hand out a set of tickets or here. You know, do you remember the little the I forget what they used to call them, Um, like the stay in school jams they used to have. Yeah, if you if you got like so you used to get them at in middle school. They used to give you tickets if you got like a B in one of your classes, and you get like a picture that was signed, and it'd have your name on it. You know, like with your grade. And then they give you this picture, and they give you a, t- a ticket to the stat school jam, and you go to McNichols. And it wasn't even no Nuggets there. Yeah. It was just like I seen Skilo perform there yeah. one time. You know what Nuggets also reminds me of back in the day, and McNichols reminds me of is is the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, back in yeah. you know what I mean. It's all. Do you know who the Harlem Globetrotters are? Like the guys who perform, man. Yeah, you know, like they spin on their heads. On yeah, their they play. Well, they play a game. They always play the same team, but they always win. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that like supposed and, to be like that? Yeah, it's oh. just all trick shots and crazy it's shit. Yeah. yeah, it's it's dope though. But that's what it reminds me of going back and seeing the Nuggets or going and seeing the Globe Trotters. Like, it's crazy, bro. Just to see like. Now think about all them years. All, all for them to, years for tomorrow night. And think about that for tomorrow night and how special it's going to be when that clock hits zero, and we and we we got a freaking championship going off. People are going crazy, and and they're handing that trophy over, and they're handing the MVP trophy to Jokic. MVP to the Jokic? Fuck yeah, MVP to Jokic. Who else is it going to? Who's the honorable mention? Because I want to hear the honorable mention. Jamal Murray. The, okay, MPJ. that's obvious. But Aaron Gordon. There you go. Aaron Gordon. To me, there you go. Hey, honestly, this, this series. This series in particular, bro, I think Aaron Gordon has came through huge. Well, we're listen, we're talking about we're talking about Jokic finally gonna earn his respect. We're talking about Jamal Murray finally gonna earn his respect. You know who's earned some respect, and it's not even for the reason you would think. It's Aaron Gordon. Mm -hmm. This whole playoff run, dog. Everyone he's had to guard. He's guarding the best freaking scorer on every single team. And was it perfect? No, not by any stretch. But I tell you what, them dudes worked their ass off. Worked their ass off. He guarded KD. He guarded LeBron. He's guarding Jimmy Butler. Like, 
Bro. Yeah, yeah, nah, he's definitely. Flowers. He's came through, and, and, and offensively. 27-6-5 and five yesterday? He, he's been or a, the other day? A monster, bro. Um, but let's talk about it. You know what happens to every great team after they win the championship, right? Yeah. Pieces get plucked. People move. Things happen. Right now, as we sit, excuse me, with our current roster, to me, looking at it, we're in a pretty good position. Honestly, the only one that we really, really, really need to be worried about, in my opinion, is Bruce Brown. Yeah, Bruce Brown's probably... He's the most important signing that we got. He's to played himself into a starting role somewhere. He did, but we, we need him as a role player here. We got to No, you're him. right. We absolutely do. But, but I don't know that we're going to be able to afford it to keep him here. It's kind of like Nazem Kadri last year with 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 the Avalanche, where he had such a great playoff run, kind of answered some some critics and answered some wrongs that he'd had previously. Had such a great playoff run that he priced himself out of being able to be kept by the by the Avalanche. And I think Bruce Brown's going to be the same thing, bro. Like he 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 bet on himself this year, right? Came to Denver like he wanted to come here, bet on himself to come here. Has that player option for next year, which is going to be he's going to opt out of. You'd be stupid not to, and you know if do it'd be awesome if he would take a a, a a team friendly deal that would get us an opportunity to go keep him to around back. and go, go back, back to back because he'd be big for us. Let, let let me ask you this: Caldwell Pope has three years on his contract. He could terminate it early in two. Yeah, Bruce Brown has two years on his contract. He could terminate it after this season. Yep, both. Can play the shooting guard position. Yeah. Who would you rather keep? Well, being that Caldwell Pope has three, uh, four years, and he could terminate after three. He has three. He could terminate after two. So after next season, he can terminate, yeah. right? Um, we we don't have to worry Not about to him. Mention we're paying Bruce Brown right now like six million a year. Yeah, but this dude's about to get thirteen, fourteen million guaranteed easily he, at he, least. But he deserves it, and that's where Caldwell Pope is right now as well. Yeah, but he's already inked, so we don't have to worry about him. I'm saying, like, in order to keep Bruce Brown, if we had to lose somebody, would you be comfortable with that is what I'm asking. Well, we're losing KCP? Mm-hmm. I think KCP was— you think KCP's more valuable? I don't think he—I wouldn't call him more valuable, but he's, he, he's also valuable. Like, honestly, dude, if we can run it back with this team, we're good. But here's where also I think, too, is you got Christian Brown. Mm-hmm. Like, Christian Brown is kind of—he's developed into that dude, too, that can take over and play, too. And guard some guys for you. Play small forward and guard some guys for you, right? So I think I think although losing Bruce Brown would really hurt, I don't know. Maybe we can we can offset that a little bit with more development of Christian Brown. Yeah, and and, and the Nuggets are working to try to get themselves more draft picks. They just traded away a twenty twenty nine protected first round pick for two picks from uh, Oklahoma City in next year's draft, right? A first and a second. So. Who's to say that they don't package those picks together or this year's first and next year's first to try to move up or bring in another player to kind of offset that, right? I, I think we're in a good position. I, I, I swear I don't want to see Bruce Brown go, but I think he's gone. I think I think so, bro, and and deservingly so, dude. Like he's he's worked himself into a, a bigger bag, as you said earlier. But is it a scenario where you know he's a really good role player here and? I, t- I mentioned him earlier, Carmelo Anthony, right, was the main guy here. He wanted to be the main focal point. 
But once he finally got into the position to be that in New York, he just, it was a little bit too late at that point, And he just yeah. wasn't the same guy. I mean, and I'm not saying Bruce Brown is Carmelo Anthony when he played for the Knicks, because he's not that by far. They're two totally different players. But do you think, like, for him and the point of his career, it might be more beneficial for him to stay on a team that is potentially going to, you know, go back to a championship? And, and and contend for another one for a decent contract. It it could be, but like it's like once you get that ring, like if if the Nuggets didn't win the ring a championship this year, say they got bounced in the second round or third or even the Western Finals, right? You could be like, all right, he, he may be coming back because they're that close to getting that ring, right? Yeah. He might come back for that last year. Once you win that ring, what's next to achieve? Financial freedom, right? And you've got shitty ass teams like the Pistons, like. You know, put insert team here, right? You mm-hmm. Detroit, or I mean, excuse me, Portland, right? With with who, who knows if Damon Lillard leaves, right? You got all these different teams that you know, the Pelicans, you know, Charlotte Bobcats or Hornets, whatever they call themselves these days. They got a lot of money that he can spend, and he might be a person. He's had that role that he has now. He had that with Brooklyn last year. Right. But he's also had the role of being a guy when he was with the Pistons back back when he first came into the league. So it's like when when people are waving a big bag of money at you, dude, and you've already got your ring, you know, and you can set, you know, because you, you said it right. He made seven million this year. Mm-hmm. Someone comes offering a hundred million to him. Bro, he's gone. Like, why wouldn't you? That, that's life changing money. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't and, – and we shouldn't blame him for that. You know, I think you mentioned the Car- Carmelo situation, and I know a lot of people are still salty about that. I have nothing but love for Melo. Like, he, he left and did what he did, you know, whatever. A lot of people, you know, are salty with Melo. His wife didn't want to be here. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but the thing with, with, with the difference between Melo and, like, Bruce Brown is he's going to get that title for us. But also, he's not – Asking for a trade He's like Hey Yeah but the thing is Is, is Mallow Was a different caliber player Coming in Oh Mallow NBA. Listen we weren't And and Mallow The thing that, that That Mallow wanted The entire time Was to be Talked about In the same Lights of LeBron, LeBron Or D-Wade even And that's only where, because He got screwed out team, Of that rookie of the year But to where your team's Gonna build around you And the Nuggets Like they did a little bit But they They kind of lost faith In continuously Trying to build around him Like they didn't really keep I think there was I think there was a, An issue between Melo and Coach Carl yeah, and I think that was a big part Shout of it. Shout out to Coach Carl. I think honestly that was a big part of it. Like they didn't get along too well, and it wasn't until recent that Coach Carl didn't start saying nice things about Melo. Before so, before we move on, who's your favorite Nugget of all time? So before the last couple of years, I would say Melo, and I think I think Jokic and even Jamal are starting to steal a little bit more in my heart. I think the greatest Nugget of all time is Jokic. Right now, and that's even you know David Thompson. I, I didn't get to watch him play too much. He was he was before my time, but you know the highlights and you know the stats and you know what he meant to Denver. I think David Thompson was was great. Alex English was great for Denver. Um, but I mean, I I started going to I started buying my own season tickets and stuff like that when Mello was here. Yeah, that first year with Mello was the first year me and my cousin got. And and this is on the heels of being able to go to all these free games and all these cheap games, right? In, in the state of the Nuggets prior to Mallow getting here, we won 17 games the year before he got here. Bro, those playoff games were intense. His first year here, we went to the playoffs. Every year that he was here, we went to the playoffs. 2009, dude, we were two bad passes from Aaron, uh, from Anthony Carter away from being, you know, 
in the finals and probably beaten Orlando in the finals that year. Yeah. You know, it's hard for me, bro, because, I mean, there's so – I think before this team, I think Mallow was my guy. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but you had greats, right? You had the Dikembe Mutumbles. Yeah. You had Nick Van Exel, like I mentioned earlier, even though Nick was kind of a short stay for us, really. Yeah. Um, You know, you had Antonio McDice. You had Lafonso Alice. You had all these dudes that were great Nugget players. But to me – the greatest of all time has to be Mr. Park Hill himself. Chauncey? Chauncey. Even though it was short here? It, it, I mean, I think it was short here, but he still came back here to kind of like. You know, his first go around didn't go good here. It didn't. It didn't. But, you know, sometimes the first time doesn't go good for no. a lot of people in what? certain situations. He was like, what, four I, or five different teams before I, he won it in Detroit? I just feel he was truly, like, loyal to Denver. So you mentioned all them guys, and you we mentioned Carmelo Anthony. And what what was great about Carmelo is he gave me hope in thinking that a, a, a athlete we can draw that we drafted turns into a superstar and actually stays here, mm -hmm. because he signed his first supermax deal to stay here. Yep. Right, that was the deal that he was on when we traded him, and it made me inspired to think like, yo, we're not a flyover city. Because you mentioned McDyess, you mentioned Lafonso Wallace, you mentioned all these names to Kevin Mutombo. You know what the all common thread with them is? They all left. Yeah, you know what was. Dope, though, with the Carmelo era, too. You had Kenyon Martin, right? Yeah, we, we brought him in. Marcus Camby. Yep. You had Andre Miller. Right? We went and brought, got AI for him. <clears throat> AI was a part of the Nuggets, yep. right, with the big Conley and all the whole referee yep. things going on and yep. the sabotage of the NBA at that point. <laughs> um, but, man, we had so many great Nuggets over yeah. the times. But now, honestly... I think Nicole Jokic is my favorite nugget of all time. And as we watch these guys grow, dude, I think that's what makes – and we're talking about – I asked you, like, what, what would make this so special to you? That's what makes it special to me is we watch these guys grow up. Mm -hmm. we, we saw Coach Carl lead this team to 57 wins, and then they fire him. They, they let Usai Majiri go. You know, Brian Shaw takes over. This team just completely sucks. Mike Malone takes over. They're one win away from the playoffs in his first year, second-year playoffs, third-year playoffs, fourth-year playoffs, fifth-year playoffs – you know what I mean? Like we've grown, man. We've watched we've watched Jokic grow as this this out of shape, big ass white dude. To he still looks out of shape, but the shit he does yeah. is wild, and he's not out of shape no more though. Like the shit he does, man. The way he's affecting the defense right now, the things he does on offense. Like he's obviously the greatest. He's the greatest freaking center I've ever seen play ball yeah, sure. and, and the greatest center that this team has ever seen and probably the greatest player this team has ever seen. And then Jamal, the shit that Jamal's doing, like he did it in the bubble mm -hmm. and people kept calling him bubble Jamal, bubble Jamal. You can't call him that shit no more, man. Like his, his points per game in the playoffs versus his points per game in the regular season in his career, it's like almost 10 points more it's per playoff, game. Playoff Jamal. You know what I mean? Like just and then and then we talk about Aaron Gordon and 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 him, you know, in Orlando being the guy and not necessarily being able to be the guy and carry the team and then comes here, he finds a role that's suitable for him, that's a role that works for him and dude, look at him. You yeah. know what I mean? And if MPJ when MPJ in game 5 goes off and MPJ scores over 15 points in game 5 and gets him some rebounds and has a big impact on the game and is a big reason why we win the championship like you drafted him number 14 dude and 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 worked with him on a year that he didn't play and all the injuries he had dude that that's what's going to make this championship super special bro yeah no no doubt um before we move on because I think we might lose Mike here I think I heard him, <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard him snoring a little bit <laughs> you know we could talk nuggets all day yes yeah, sir right we could talk about our our favorite the 
exciting to watch. That's and right. Birdman Anderson was exciting to watch. Birdman. You don't know nothing about Birdman, do you, Mike? I think, Honestly, I don't even watch basketball. Oh! I think I, a lot of people loved, you know, Gallinari. I hated Gallinari. I hated him because he came after... He came after the Mallow after Mallow, era, so I was like, he's like yeah. the main element that we. Yeah, he was like for. he was like the rebound chick. So I was, I was cool, bro. <laughs> but again, before we move on, this I'm gonna change my answer because you reminded me of something. This is so special because Nikola Jokic was the kid that wasn't supposed to, and he did. Yeah, that's why to all those kids who were not supposed to make it would never be this, would never be that. You'll never do this. You'll never do that. Well, look at Nikola fucking Jokic. He did it. I think that's what makes this story so so identifiable with because how many of us each day are told you can't do some shit, mm-hmm. Mike? How many times you get told you can't lift that up, exactly, right? Yeah. And it, and it's like, yo, that's the greatest story. That's the American dream, right there, bro. That's the story that they tell you in America. Like you come here and you be everything that people told you you couldn't be, and you come here and find success in ways that no one told you that you could, right? Wow. And that's it, right there, bro. So yeah, I, I echo that, man. Make sure if you if someone's telling you right now that you can't do some shit, go do it in spite of them. Yeah, and, and speaking of doing the right things, let's just get back on you, Mike. Whoa. Um, pause. Pause. Whoa, don't go there. Uh, Mike, what have you been up to? Let's tell us a little bit about you since graduating, besides obviously. Yeah, what you doing, man? And, pumping, and tell us everything. Pumping us up. Yeah, not <laughs> pump you up. I want to pump you up. Since graduation, um... When when COVID started, I started working like right away, and yep. I do my online classes while I was working. Yeah. So I started off as a little maintenance tech, really a groundskeeper. So I was like at the bottom picking up trash, and then the following year I started doing leasing, and being in that little tiny office, it was it was hell. Mm-hmm. I did not like it. Dealing with people. I mean, it wasn't really the people. Like I, I like talking to people and helping them out get get an apartment, whatever this and that. But it just wasn't for me. And I remember in high school, I've always had like this thing to start my own cleaning company. Mm-hmm. So March of 2022, that's when I started and I quit. And so far, it's been a year and we've been doing pretty good. Good. What's the name of your company? Ultra 7 Cleaning and Services. Ultra 7 Cleaning and Services? Yeah. So make sure you shout out Ultra 7 Cleaning and Services. <laughs> we'll have to add you to the list, brother, because awesome. that's what we're all about is is, is is the community, man, and, and young cats like you doing, you know, doing your own thing. Some of us think we're, we're chosen paths that we should take, and sometimes we got to swim upstream to a different to a different flow. Tell us a little bit more about that. Is it is it strictly residential, commercial, a little bit of both? So I I, I stay away from residential just because I don't really like dealing with those type of people mm-hmm. who want their houses clean because they're pretty uptight. But it's mostly just commercial. Okay. And so you got a crew together? Or? Yeah, yeah. We got like a four-man crew, and I'm cleaning myself. And we go around everywhere, cleaning apartment buildings, retail stores, stuff like that. Nice. So just like the, the apartment buildings, like the common areas and shit. Common like that. areas, yeah. That's where the big books are. So if people want to get into it, look into apartment complexes. So what I know you said sitting in an office, kind of by you know wasn't your thing and wasn't yeah. what you want to do. And you know, I, you know what kind of got you inspired to like, hey, well, I'm going to start this business now. Like, what was your like deciding factor? Like, we're going to get it done now because we can. We talk about a lot mm-hmm. of shit all the time. Yeah, you know, for us. It was not getting the call over at, at the school we were going to go to to coach high school ball. Yeah. We are like, let's start DNA. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, what was it for you? So, I really wanted to be a leasing agent. I was like, dang, that'd be cool working at an office until I got there. I was like, 
this isn't what I thought. Mm-hmm. And I also had a lot of pressure. I was new, and the training really wasn't there. So on top of that paperwork, I was, like, falling behind. I was like, dang, this is a lot more than I can handle. And I want to be my own boss, making more money. So that's what I decided to do is just take the leap of faith. And it was scary at first because that's a secure paycheck every two weeks. Right. And this, you got to invoice out, wait for them to come up. Sometimes it takes months for it to come in. And that's the worst part. So just handling that um, insurance, paying other people, because people are depending on me now rather than me depending on the company. So so that's another thing I have to watch out for. Man, you know, you mentioned that that COVID year. And, you know, that's one of my biggest... And I tell this to the kids, like Scotty setting his setting the school record this year, and you know um, Eli and, and Miguel pushing over forty and hitting forty one this year. I'm like, y'all wouldn't even even had a chance had had I not lost that that year with COVID because I really feel like what you Brandon and Donnie were about to do, yeah, we're dogs. was going to be special. Yeah, bro. That was going to be a crazy crazy because we we got so big and so strong that year that was like. And we were throwing like and, and just seeing what we were throwing in practice. Yeah, in practice before we like had a 38, 37 yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. So weeks it, in would have been forty twos, forty threes. I'm telling you, man, it would have. And Brandon, he had broke the school. Well, he would, he had set that little bit of the school record the year before, the year prior. Yeah, he hit like one eleven or whatever. And you know, we got him from ninety to one eleven that year. Uh, we easily could have got him from 111 to 150, 160 that 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 following year, and it's just so frustrating. Yeah, no, we we're that was that was a dog, that was a group of dogs. That dude, year. that year we had probably about 70, 80 kids come out for track. Dude, we were thick. We were stacked. I crazy. mean, crazy, and that, and that's a crazy because there was stories like that across the nation. Right? Yeah, this is close to home. Um, you know, we know a lot of kids at North that went through similar stories, whether it was track or any other sport that they may have been, you know, participating in. What what did that do to you as a person? Just the whole experience of COVID. Like, how did you manage, like, shutting down, losing your livelihood, mm-hmm. right? Because track was your livelihood yeah. at that point. So how oh, did yeah. you manage losing all that and it getting ripped away from you and still able to push forward through it? To be honest, it was kind of like a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Because that senior year a lot happened i lost my best friend Mm -hmm. and that was already heavy on me mentally so my senior year was kind of ups and downs i was kind of failing towards the end of school year i wouldn't have made it to be honest Mm -hmm. when i've graduated if it wasn't for covid am i being completely honest so i'm kind of happy it happened yeah and also i was kind of losing the touch and love of track during that year too and i think that day where that when COVID was announced i was going to quit Really? I was going to quit that day. Why? I, I just didn't feel it anymore. Because you kept telling him. I kept telling him about the glamour muscles. muscles. <laughs> you were abusing him verbally, bro. Man, no, we I just went. wasn't in the right mental state. No, I get that. A lot going on. You, you go through things, right, that kind of deter your motivation yeah. from doing anything that you normally love. Mm-hmm. Like, you just automatically, you pull back from a yeah. lot of that stuff. So. And I was always eligible and it was like one the first me i was uneligible and i was like crap i need to get it together because yeah, I've, I've never I been that. i've never been uneligible ever 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 and that was the year i started slipping up and i was like the worst yeah letting so, you guys down because i was a big part of that so that was like the worst feeling that i had you you would have came to me with that bullshit about quitting but i wouldn't let it i wouldn't let yeah, it happen probably wouldn't we would have had that conversation mm-hmm. that's the one thing i i've always respected about you um is 
you didn't take yourself too seriously. Mm -hmm. And so I think if we would have had that conversation, we would have found a way to um, figure out a way for you to enjoy track. I had a kid this year come up to me and uh, tell me to say, and he's a big contributor to the team, big contributor to what we're doing. And he was like, coach, I I I was like, what's wrong with you, man? I was like, I can tell you're not, Mm -hmm. you're not there. You could tell when the kid's not there. And we did, we did a lot of meets this year, like a lot of meets. So there was some burnout, dude. I guarantee there was some burnout. And um, he was like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. I think I'm going to quit. And I was like, don't quit on me yet. Mm. Like, let's figure out a way to, to help you enjoy this. And we can do this. Like, let's, what, what am I doing that we need to improve on? Like, what, how can we make this better? And we went over some scenarios to make things better. And ultimately, he decided to stick, stick it out and, and, and work with us. And, but it's just, you know, it's one of those things that sometimes shit doesn't feel feel right mm-hmm. you know and we got to figure out and remind ourselves of why we, we we battle through the grind yeah and you know and i think you find that out now as a business owner oh, yeah. and as somebody that has like you say people depending on you mm-hmm. sometimes the shit don't feel right and you just got to kind of grind your way through it and figure out a way to god damn these people haven't you know waiting for this payment to come yeah, through yeah. and clear so i could take care of everything mm-hmm. and it's just stressful and you just got to grind through it yeah that's another thing like mental health especially mm-hmm. this month men's mental health awareness like it sucks to say it, but, like, sometimes we do have to tough it out. Isn't that wild that Men's Mental Health Awareness Month is the same month or something else that I goes on that gets that, overshadowed? That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. Don't yeah. go there. I, 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 canceled. I don't give a fuck about being canceled. You know, we got to take care of men's mental health. And yeah. That's not to put no shame on nobody else because everyone's important and everyone, everyone matters, in, in my opinion. But, you know, as, as men, we ha- I had this hashtag a long time ago called let me be honest mm-hmm. or uh, can i be honest mm-hmm. right and it was just like little posts i would make just like i was going through a divorce and i was going through some shit at the time and i was in a very very dark place and i was doing things to kind of try to get my mind right and make myself right and part of that was kind of just being honest with myself right and being honest with other people mm-hmm. so i think men's mental health is is one of the most important things like we as men ourselves we got to be accountable and, and, and there for each other and reliable mm-hmm. to each other because ultimately like not to say that we have it hard because we all have it hard exactly. like men and women all have it hard mm-hmm. like we, we you know there's there's advantages we have over women that they don't have over us and vice versa mm-hmm. like yeah. we all got to understand that that we all go through some shit every day but as a man to another man like we got to be help be responsible to each other and be like hey brother you know what i know you're going through that shit but don't give up yeah exactly. you know but is it more about is it more about the resources or about the man itself because you know shout out to coach mccoy Derek mccoy you know we got to reschedule get him back on here yeah but this is the kind of conversation that we would probably have with him right is it more towards the resources that are available to men with mental health or is it more of the fact that men men were raised and trained not to we got to be be verbal about what they're dealing with and to internalize all those feelings and you know we're we're bred to kind of keep it in be a man be a man and not cry and and, you know not 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 it's on us too things like that you know um it's on us too because we got to be able to ask for help and seek out help when we need help too. Like yeah. we can't just be like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm straight. No, nah, I'm yeah, good." Sure. Because we're not. Like we got to be able to be humble exactly. enough to be like, "Hey, you know what? I need help, man. Like I'm fucking struggling right now." Um so Mike, to get back on with you, do you have any plans or desires? We talked about it earlier about coaching a little bit. Do you have any plans or desires to coach, man? Like cuz I always thought that you had great leadership skills and, you know, you were, you were definitely a great captain for us. And, and you were definitely one of my captains in terms of track. We know we didn't pick captains like that, 
But have you ever thought about coaching or getting into coaching? Uh, I did during high school. As far as now, that's just a really big commitment. So, especially football-wise, I'm not yeah. sure if I can. Because I don't like thinking back when I played. I feel like I didn't do enough all my four years there. I, I honestly feel like I didn't do enough yeah. for that team. So, I couldn't see myself coaching another kid like that. But track and field, yeah, I would love to do that. Especially, like, to strength performance-wise. So what about just strength and conditioning, period? Not really necessarily a a football position coach, but like a strength and conditioning coach for a football program. Oh, yeah, I would love that. It's just the thing, being close to the field, I I can't, I don't know why. It's it's like a weird thing for me. Well, I want you to know, bro, like, you know, you said you you, you didn't like your football career in a sense. Like, you didn't, you didn't. But, I mean, I think we all have that feeling. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things I would go back on my career yeah, yeah. and be like, I wish I'd have done this or I wish I'd have done that. And then when I step on the field, I feel that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what you have to offer, and this is just me being just, just talking, being coach. Like, I think what you would have to offer to kids would would eventually outweigh your feelings about how you played the game, mm. right? Like, I don't think, I think we get caught up in thinking that if we're going to teach something to somebody that we had to be perfect in it. Like, that's not even the case at all. Dude. Like, I think, I think what you have to offer in terms of real life experiences to young, young men mm-hmm. um, would outweigh that. I think what you have to offer in terms of your knowledge with lifting and having, you know, having hit the gym as a football player and then having hit the gym now with a different mindset yeah. and a different kind of uh, focus on attack, right? I think that would outshine, outweigh any of your doubts. So I would encourage it, man. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely something you should you should think about. And I'd love to have you come out, man, a couple of times during mm-hmm. the track season and, yeah. and come work with us, man. I mean, shit, dude, let's talk about it and figure it out because um, I think the kids would benefit from hearing what you have to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, most of my lifts don't really cater, especially the deadlift part. So we yeah. probably work on like olympic weightlifting yeah Uh, i mean you know i think i think you've learned a lot in in your time since graduation right you've gone through a lot what has it been uh two years three years three years yeah so like it three years is a lot of time Mm -hmm. like you you know you're you're a young man right now what are you Mm -hmm. 22 23 21 oh 21 be 21 again boy listen what you know now in 19 years you're going to be like, I didn't know shit. Oh, yeah. You yeah, I saying? think about that now. Like, you think in high school, I was telling Elias and Brandon this. I'm like, we were in high school thinking we knew everything. We were adults. Yeah. And yeah. I look back, I didn't you know did. shit. You guys did think, you know, everything. Y'all didn't know. <laughs> so we thought we were, we were grown ass men, but no, nah, we're little boys. No, nah, but you know what? Coaching sometimes isn't about like how you performed, mm. right? It's not about how you performed going through the experiences of playing sports yeah it's about the lessons you learn during the experience of playing mm-hmm. sports yeah. you know because that's what you take and you apply to coaching you really don't i mean unless you're certain coaches that we know you really don't sit there and talk about all your accomplishments as yeah. a player. <laughs> you know what i mean like but like you don't use that time to make your whole individual yeah, session yeah, yeah. about you like mm-hmm. you you take the lessons that you learned and and most of the time just keep it real it's mistakes that you've made yep. as a player that you apply to your coaching skills to yeah you're mostly better. coaching kids what not to do because you knew that you did that you shit did it yeah, yeah it wasn't exactly. because you've seen someone else do it, it was yeah. probably because you were that guy no i think that's the thing about coaching is it's just you know it's like being it's like being a father in a sense where it's like I did that. I screwed that up so you didn't have to go through that, mm. right? So it's like, hey, I've made these mistakes, and this is why I'm telling you not to do it so that you understand, like, hey, I, this is how I fucked up. Like, this is how you can improve yeah. yourself. So and that's it, what you helped me a lot, too. Like, when I was, like, dead set on being a running back that year, you're like, 
I, I texted you that night that Coach Hannah said, that, oh, yeah, I'll let you run the ball throughout the summer. And I called you, and you're like, I'm with you, like, do whatever. Yeah, man, because you know what? I mean, you were valuable to me on the offensive line. I ain't going to front and act like I didn't want you to. I didn't want you to be a running back. Yeah, yeah, and that was the selfish part of me. But at the same time, I, I seen the work that you were, that you put in. And, 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 and as a coach, all we ask is these kids to put in work, mm-hmm. right, is to put in the work, put in the work, put in the work. And so as a coach, I didn't want to be the one to be like, oh, dude, I saw you busting your ass, but fuck that. Like, you're my off, you're my right guard or you're my left guard. I'm not going to allow that to happen. Like, you put in the work, man. It's up to me to figure out someone else and coach him yeah. up to, to get there. And what was awesome about that is your humility and, and understanding that you were more valuable in another position, mm-hmm. right? Like, you were more valuable at left guard than you were at running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you were humble enough to, to be like, you know what, coach? Fucking throw that fifty something jersey back on, like we gonna go out there and, and block. Well, to keep it real, right? I don't know if it was necessarily that you were more valuable at that position, or that position also brought more value to you at the same time. Yeah, because you know, at running back, you would have been playing running back, but would you have gotten the same amount of playing time that you did as you when you played on the line? And it's not like you were getting. You know, like you were getting pushed around on the line. You were holding your own. You were one of the better guys out there. So, you know what I mean? To me, you still got, you know, a lot of value out of playing up front in the trenches to what you may not have experienced if you were stuck in in a depth chart. And let's be 100. You mentioned it earlier. You mentioned this earlier, right? You were undersized, Mm -hmm. right? You probably should have. You probably were more bodily suited at a running back than you were at a lineman, right? Oh, yeah. But... You were strong. You're one of the stronger kids we had. You know, you, Donnie, and, and Brandon always were working, always were lifting, mm-hmm. right? So you guys were you were stronger than some of the other kids, and you knew what we what we, what we demanded up front. Like, yeah, you had been around a while to understand with offensive linemen what, what we were demanding, so you were able to to, to kind of give us what we wanted. And I think the day it clicked was the Inglewood game when I ran the ball. I was like, dang, if there was a me right there, I would that hole would have opened up. Yeah. <laughs> there was a me yeah. right there. And, and, and you know what? Let's keep it real. Like, historically at North, right, and, and especially since we've been there, how many really big defensive or offensive linemen have, have we had? We haven't. We've been undersized, right? We coach more towards the undersized speed linemen yep. yeah. than those big brutes. Yeah, yeah. Right? we can we've, count on one or two hands that we had, like, a big. We've had a few big bruisers. Yep. But even, you know, I mean, bring Brandon up. Brandon was one of our bigger linemen, but he could move. Yeah. You know, he was in the front, in the defensive front. That guy yeah. could move his feet. So it wasn't like he was, you know, he was very light on his toes for his size. And let's be real. I mean, we had Max, yeah. right? Max was a big dude. He was. But if you look at, at other high schools, they're big guys. He was a little undersized. A little you undersized. know, he's six six foot, six one, six two, yep. you know, two seventy. When you're going up against at the position he played at tackle, you know, you're looking at kids six five, three hundred, right? Yeah. Um Jorge was probably the most conventional size offensive lineman that we had, but he was raw and didn't didn't know the game, so I was new to the game, right? Donnie, strong as can be, but yep. he was undersized. Yeah. You know, Josiah. Strong as can be, smart kid, mm-hmm. undersized. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we had to work with that north, and that's what we, you know, Still. that's what took. That's what I took pride in too, though, bro. It's like you know what, when we're out there against the Meads, the, the Holy Families, and the Fredericks, and we're holding our own, you know, and we're giving ourselves a chance. Like 
Dude, that's where I found my sense of pride as a coach, man. It's like, yo, these dudes are out there just being dogs, mm-hmm. fighting on. You know, there was not, there was hardly any games. We go some DPS games where we we'd be evenly matched or outsize them. But there's a lot of games when we're going up against people and we're we're the smaller we're the smaller group, mm-hmm. right, on the offensive line. So, um, you know, it's it's kind of sometimes sucks. You just fall into where you kind of fit in, mm-hmm. right. Um, but it's also takes a lot of special person to be like, okay, coach, I'm going to do what you asked me to do and go leader. out there and do it effectively. Yeah, that's a true leader, you know, that you give up your needs and desires for the betterment of the team. Yeah. A- and that's exactly what you did. So, yo, guys, before we uh, before we move on into this uh, to this uh, little question we have, we just want to make sure, into our mailbox question, we just want to make sure we remind you guys to go check out dnasportsdenver.com. Sign yourself up for a, uh, a, a workout uh, session, uh, get you some merchandise, whatever you want. You know, um, we got it there over at DNA. Follow the podcast, see what's new, see some new picks and all that good stuff. And also, we want to make sure. As we get into the mailbag question, we want to make sure you guys go there, submit a question, visit dnasportsdenver.com forward slash ask DNA, submit your question, comment, complaint, concern, whatever it is, man. If there's something on here that you want to hear from us that we're not hitting at, make sure you go up there and submit that, man, because we want you guys to participate in the program with us. Um, We do this for you and we appreciate you guys for tuning in every time. So Mike. I'm sure you you followed and you know how we do things, but we like to finish up our um, our broadcast our broadcast with a, a mailbag question. Yep, yep. This time the mailbag question is for you mm-hmm. because you're our special guest. What advice would you give young student athletes for their post playing lives? Post playing lives, don't do nothing dumb. <laughs> There's a lot of kids who've done stupid stuff after high school and it's kind of like sad yeah. stuff they've done so like keep a clear head that's what i've been trying to do uh a good group of friends because that's super super hard to come by especially now seeing it like in the real world it's like not too many come by yeah. a lot of them come and go so the ones you have be loyal to them they'll be loyal to you but yeah i mean be healthy talk about what you're feeling about don't keep it to yourself because that's the worst thing you can do I think if you have a good group of friends, you're able oh, to yeah. kind of exercise that a little oh, bit yeah. more too, right? I know that's what Elias mentioned and what Brandon mentioned with that group that you guys came up yeah. with. You guys are in communication constantly. You oh, got yeah. friends that didn't play ball or didn't play mm-hmm. sports that you communicate with constantly. And you guys are always expressing how you're feeling and what's going on in your lives. Exactly, yeah. Like, we talk to each other every day, and we hold each other accountable too with everything, lifting, school, and, like, just different ventures we want to join into. Like, we keep each other, like, level-headed. To the point where, like, we're not over here and someone's down here. And, and, and not to mention for all the young athletes out there, like, again, there's some of us who don't make it to see graduation day, mm-hmm. right? Certain things happen in life. You, you know, some don't make it to to live life for that long. Yeah. Some make mistakes yep. and don't see that graduation date. And and others do. But will I? what I will tell the ones that do straight out of high school is it's just another stepping stone in your mm-hmm. life, guys. You didn't make it because you graduated high school. Right. Great. You did a good job. You did what you were supposed to do. You accomplished something in life, but life isn't over after no, high school. No. It's just beginning. That's right. Life is just about to start after you graduate high school. So mm-hmm. don't think that just because you graduated high school, it's all over with and it's a 
a smooth sail from there. Right. That's when the hard work starts. That's when the communication is very key. Having good people around, mm-hmm. you know, being vocal, making sure you lean on your support system because you never know when you're going to need somebody in your corner. That's right. Yep, yep. Michael, man, I appreciate you for coming you on, guys. brother, Thank man. You. We we are definitely thankful to have you, man. You offer some good perspective to these young these young student athletes that we work with and these young people that we work with on a day-to-day basis, man. So I appreciate you for being generous with your time and coming through. Um, as always, though, as always, before we get out of here, shout-outs to Icon Sales and Boxing, Anytime Flood Restoration, Rebel Promotions, Black Sevens, Janice's Catering, Lash All Beauty, Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers, and one more time, plug the company, man. Uh, Ultra 7 Cleaning and Services, check that out. And also, if I can, check out my Instagram. Yeah, man, plug it, plug it. I, I forget. It's like Marquez. It's it's spelled funny, but you'll find it. You'll find it. Yo, we'll uh, we, link we'll, it. We'll link it and we'll tag it on on the on the Instagram, man. Make sure you go follow my boy because he's doing a lot of fun stuff. Um, he's lifting, man. You should see some of this weight he puts up. It's incredible when I see it online, man. I'm I'm super stoked for you, brother. I thank you for coming on, hey, Coach Dom. First and foremost, special thanks to you, the listener, because without right. you, this platform wouldn't grow. Without you, his platform wouldn't grow. All right, so we got to continue to do what we do for you, but we also need you to go to our YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe. And we out. Hey, we build together, we win together, baby. Go Nuggets, baby. Yeah. Championship time. Next time we talk to you, we're going to be talking about a championship. I'm going to share my experiences out on the parade route, man. Hey, shout out to you guys. Shout out to my partner, Dom, man. Nothing but love, brother. Love, brother. All day, every day, man. We're going to hop up out of here, man. One time. Peace. Peace out.